you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is episode 19, and today I'm going to be talking about a subject that's near and dear to me, something I've experienced, and I'm understanding that a lot of people have experienced it, and I want to open the door for some conversation and dialogue in it. I'm not sure if you've noticed or not that the last several weeks, I've spent a lot of time talking about matters related to the mind. The unrest that reveals itself in anxiety to depression to panic. Some of you can relate to that. Most of you probably can attest to the fact that this is a subject that many people don't talk about. But yet, according to the National Association of Mental Illness, in the United States, there are over 18 million people that deal with some sort of mental unrest. And I may have said this before, but I want to I say it again because I want you to understand the magnitude of individuals who struggle with this. There is such a stigma related to this subject, which is why I believe it gets relegated to the back burner, especially when it comes to having an open discussion and some dialogue around the subject. You know, over the last nine months, we have seen what one might consider normally healthy individuals struggling with situations out of their control. And it has caused them some significant discomfort to the point that it interrupts their ability to sleep, to eat, to um, do their daily activities, to function at work well. And in fact, most would say that anyone who is taken out of a normal routine or have their privileges taken away to no fault of their own, they wanna find a remedy. And sometimes with not so healthy choices, We see some people turning to food. I've heard people say they've put on the COVID-25 or that they find that um, they're they're making some not so healthy choices relative to how they take care of their body. They may be drinking more or whatever other entertainment that they might do, but it's not easing that unrest because the moment you stop eating, the moment you stop drinking, you will find that that situation still remains as it is. Recently, I was asked why I chose to talk about my own battle with mental unrest, with anxiety, depression, and panic. And um, most of you may know already that I have written a book, which I consider more of a study guide than a book, because at the end of each chapter, I put questions so, or I place questions so that you will begin to search your own situation and find some commonality there and hopefully some healing, I pray. But I talk about my own battle because when Jesus changed me, it changed my life. And he taught me how to deal with situations that arise that are seemingly out of my control. But more than anything, I am reminded that it cost Jesus his life to save me. And the scripture declares that our lives are not our own. We have been bought with a price and that price is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And when you have that kind of relationship with Jesus Christ, when you know someone has done something for you that you don't deserve, that they would be willing to die for you, then it means a lot. And as Christians, that should mean a lot to each of us. You know, don't get me wrong. When we expose ourselves and allow others into some otherwise hurtful times in our life, 
it could leave one uncomfortable. But when you know that this is a part of your charge and your call, and I know that it's a part of mine, you're able to move through the hardness of it. And you can see how God can take your mess and make it into a message of hope for someone else. This week during my devotions that I place on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram, hopefully you've been able to see them. If not, I encourage you to go out to my webpage at mamiejohnsonministries.org and the devotions are listed there every day for the five days a week that I do them. And then I um, do the podcast on Friday, but I encourage you to go out there. And sometimes when you're just feeling down, there might be a word that particular day that will speak to you. But this week I spoke about panic. I recalled the times that I experienced this frightening illness. I wasn't able to talk about it back then because I wasn't comfortable talking about it. It was a year ago that God encouraged me to write about it. And it was, he was telling me it was time for me to open up and to have some dialogue with others who to no fault of their own. And there was no fault of mine. I found through my own um, time of reflection and healing, um, but to no fault of your own, having had these experiences. I can't tell you the number of people I've since spoken with who said they now had a safe place to go and have the discussions about the, what they were feeling and getting rid of the shame and embarrassment of it. You know, when panic strikes, it seems to come out of nowhere. You could be going about your daily activities and all of a sudden, this overwhelming sense of fear overcomes you. And all you wanna do is find a safe place. For me, those symptoms landed me in a hospital because it mimicked a heart attack a racing heart, sweaty palms, shortness of breath. It's frightening. And how do you explain to someone you're afraid when there is no, no imminent threat around them? You don't. Most suffer in silence, like I did. When I spoke in my book, I talk about Elijah, which by all intent and purposes is really, you know, a, a story of a man who had, extreme, had been given extreme uh, challenge and he overcame it with uh, the prophets of Baal, with God uh, intervening for him. Yet, even in this big success, he ran because his life had been threatened. Now, that panic is obviously clear. He ran because he felt his life was threatened, but it was being threatened by a letter he received. Keeping in mind, God had already delivered him from a situation. Yet, here, someone came in and decided they would say something that would send him running. And his running was a bit irrational when, in effect, he had been working on behalf of God. But just because, and I think this is a good point, and don't miss this, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you will escape the pitfalls of being human. When we share our experiences, we realize that we are not alone, and it creates dialogue. Remember I said that um, before. We need dialogue. We need a safe place uh, where people can come together with like-minded people and have some real discussions and hopefully come away from it hopeful that there is something that can be done. It reminds me of um, AA for people that go that um, have alcohol addictions. They go to a group, they stand and say, hey, my name is so-and-so and, -so and I, ha I am an alcoholic. And Think of having a group like this and being able to say, hey, my name is Mamie Johnson and I suffered from panic attacks. That just opens up and says, oh, I'm not alone. I, I'm going through this, but she's okay and I'm going to be okay. There's something about having those discussions that, and, and these are discussions where God is at the center and he shows us how we can come out of the, the tough stuff in life. Back in 2002, when I was a graduate uh, student, I had the opportunity to go to Poland to do some studies, Christian-Jewish relations post-Holocaust. 
it was a Catholic priest that started this initiative at the time. And he wanted to bridge the relationships between uh, or amongst Catholics and Jews because it was felt that the Catholic Church didn't do enough to help the Jews during this horrific time in history. The priest's objective was to create or start a conversation, and he wanted to start a conversation to aid in bridging that relationship. I see my journey somewhat similar to that when I talk about panic and anxiety and mental unrest. I see it somewhat similar to that in that being open about my suffering hopefully will help someone else and maybe, just maybe, open the door for them to find their healing. No one likes to admit that there is something wrong with them. But over the years and the many opportunities that I've had to counsel others, it's more prevalent and hidden than anyone might seem. Coming out of hiding from behind the pain of despair is freeing and a freeing that the world can't comprehend, especially when they see all of the things going on around them that, that could easily snuff the life out of the strongest of individuals. They wanna know how did this person get better? What did they do? Can I adopt the same kind of, 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 of narrative and, and get to my place of healing? Panic, fear, anxiety, all of the other mental disorders we suffer were never part of God's plan. It was humankind's inability to trust God and our inability to obey him that led us to this trap of destruction that Satan laid for us. Admitting that we're experiencing psychological unrest is uncomfortable, but when you face it and you give it over to the Lord, you'll find your healing much like I did. There is nothing in life that God cannot fix. God is willing to bring peace to your mind. Hear his words, fear not, for I am with you. To get through the emotional upheaval and pain experienced due to the panic and fear, experienced due to panic and fear, remember, and this is what God wants you to do, this, because again, there's nothing he can't fix. Remember who you are in Christ. Remember what he has already done for us. There is, I can't tell you how significantly important it is to remember that the spirit of the living God is in you and that with that spirit in you, you have power. And you, that power says you don't have to run when you're facing obstacles. You don't have to run when, when, when your mind is in unrest. When you know who he is and who he is within you, then you're able to get through some tough stuff. In one of my devotions this week, I spoke of uh, a man in Matthew chapter 17 who came to Jesus. Uh, because No, he came to his disciples first because he wanted his son healed. And the disciples couldn't heal him. Now, here we are with this power in us, and we find that we are powerless when, in fact, we're not. And so the man went directly to Jesus and he said, your disciples couldn't do, couldn't do this. He wanted healing for his son. And he said, Jesus spoke, you know, how long am I going to be with you? Oh, ye of little faith. He talks about having in the faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. Jesus spoke and that, that spirit left that young man. And when, when that happened, the disciples afterwards pulled him aside and said, how come we couldn't do this? He said, oh, um, because of their faith, because they had so little faith, but it wasn't about so much Yes, it was about their faith, but who did they have faith in? If they had had faith in the God in Christ who they were following, then they would have realized that they were not powerless, but they did have the power to speak and heal this man's son. Our faith can't be, our faith can't be weak. Our faith can't be um, on 
anything other than the one who is able to do exceeding and abundant above all we ask, think, or can't imagine. Our faith must be rooted in Jesus Christ alone. Because when it is rooted in Christ, there is nothing you won't be able to get through. It doesn't say you won't go through things. It said, the, the, word, the word tells us, in this life, we're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. But Jesus says he's overcome the world. And since he's overcome the world, that makes us overcomers as well. You want to get through emotional upheaval and pain? You got to trust the Lord. This Saturday, November uh, 7th, from 1030 to 1130, I'm going to have open discussion and a webinar on this very subject. I hope you'll join me. It's from 1030 to 1130. Again, November 7th. Uh, you can go to my webpage at MamieJohnsonMinistries.org and hit events. And on that event page, you'll find a button where you can register. Now, I know some of you don't like to show your faces during these types of conversations, and I get it. You know, change your name. Put John Doe or Jane Doe. But I really do want you to be where you can finally have some open discussion and you'll have an opportunity to ask questions. And it's only one hour. Now, can God cure us in one hour? He absolutely can, but that may not be the case. He may need to speak to your situation a little bit more. Um, but let's just see what God has to say. God bless you for listening today. And I hope you will become a follower on my podcast and that you will share it with your friends. Until next time, God bless and keep you. God make his face to shine upon you and give you peace.